The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Governor Glenn Youngkin's Executive Order 17 directs state officials to bring new recycling technology to Virginia, but not everyone is convinced the tech is as effective as advertised. Patrick Larson reports. Advanced recycling facilities can take plastics and break them down into their building blocks, also known as feedstocks, which are then used to make new products. Brett Vassy of the Virginia Manufacturers Association says these facilities could drastically improve recycling in the state. We divert primarily what is not easy to recover in the waste stream. The most recent EPA data shows the U.S. has never recycled more than 9% of plastic waste in any year. Environmentalists say advanced recycling will be more of the same. Tim Sawinski of the Sierra Club Virginia says fossil fuel and plastics companies are motivated to back these projects. To deflect their responsibility on good stewardship over the environment and instead say that it's on you, the consumer. The governor's executive order also got rid of a requirement that all state agencies and universities stop purchasing single-use plastics by 2025. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Large-scale solar farms in Virginia will soon have stricter water quality standards. The Virginia Department of Environmental Quality announced late last month that panels will be considered impervious surfaces. That means solar farm developers will have to account for the runoff panels produced in their stormwater management plans. Environmental groups like the James River Association say the move will be good for water quality. But following outcry from the solar industry, the Virginia Mercury reports that the policy won't take effect until the end of 2024. Regional transportation officials will soon decide how to spend nearly $280 million on projects over the next four years, and they need your help. The Central Virginia Transportation Authority is looking for feedback on dozens of proposals. These include funds to repair the Mayo Bridge in Richmond, as well as investing in the Fall Line Trail, which will run from Ashland to Petersburg. Feedback can be submitted online through April 28th by emailing cvta at planrva.org. People can also comment on the plans in person at the Transportation Authority's meeting on Friday, April 29th. A Norfolk-bound cargo ship that was stuck in the Chesapeake Bay for a month is finally free. Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO has more. The head of Maryland's Port Administration called it help from, quote, the Easter Sunday rising tide. Maybe it was that, in tandem with a huge effort involving barges, dredging, tugboats, and more. But in any case, the Ever Forward was freed this weekend. It's a nearly 1,100-foot cargo ship that was headed from Baltimore to Norfolk when it ran aground in mid-March. It was carrying about 5,000 containers. The ship got stuck in shallow waters after missing a turn. It's operated by the same company whose ship blocked the Suez Canal last year. Officials dredged more than 200,000 cubic yards of sediment from around the Ever Forward. The sand will now go to fight erosion at Poplar Island in Maryland's section of the bay. That was Catherine Hafner reporting. A plaque was unveiled at Burley Middle School in Albemarle County over the weekend, designating the site as a national and state landmark. 
According to the Daily Progress, dozens of Burley alums, current school staff, elected officials, and community members gathered to celebrate the legacy of former Jackson P. Burley High School. The high school was open for 16 years and taught only black students. It closed in 1967 after desegregation and reopened a few years later as a middle school. The site is one of dozens of locations in the Charlottesville area on the National Registry of Historic Places. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.